Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast with John and Jonathan. How are you Made today, you Mr. It. C? I'm good. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Great to see you. It's a beautiful, sunny day in New York City today. I love New York in the springtime. Me too. It's gorgeous, and the boiler heat hasn't started That's right. Not for another two weeks. The furnace. We're here to talk about our quarterly stats in Manhattan, the first quarter of 2023. I can't believe we're growing old together, man. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about Manhattan real estate and what we see happening and transpiring, right? So what we've seen is mortgage rates sort of flattening out, starting starting to flatten out a little bit, going up, going down. We've talked about it in our last quarterlies. We talked about the sting starting to feel like it was wearing off as the interest rates sort of figure out their new normal. We've seen a continuation of that, but of course it's still... It's still there. It's still something people are talking about. It's still something that people are considering when they're going to buy, especially the the loan sizes that we're talking about. But we see more people doing adjustable rate mortgages. We've seen interest onlys come back, which is, you know, we went a long time where interest onlys didn't really matter because you're only paying three or 4% on a 30-year fixed. So... But now we're seeing interest onlys, which then leads us as as the agents, as the advisors, to go to the buildings and make sure that they allow an interest only. I have a situation with that right now, and the building's allowing it, so that's yeah. good. We've seen a leveling off on the interest rates, albeit Powell just increased that quarter point. You know, they're just under, I guess, 6.4%. On a right? conventional loan. On yeah, a conventional on a, loan, yeah. that's correct. The jumbos, obviously, they're, they typically are somewhere between a half to a point lower on the interest rate, but on those conventional up to 700,000, let's pick a number because the banks change it a little bit bank to bank. So, which thankfully we're, we're live more in the jumbo loan world here in the city. So that helps a little bit, but it's still the difference was there when we were at, you know, three and a half or 4%, people were getting 3%. So relative, does it really matter? Not really. It's still, it's still an effect on our market. And I think the turmoil in the banking world, just sort of in general, even though it's not necessarily affecting somebody going, you know, people aren't using Silicon Valley Bank to to finance here the majority of the time. But it's that feeling, that overall feeling like, oh, the banking industry or that banking world has all this turmoil in it. It's more from that. And I think psychologically it is that people are nervous. When they get nervous, they don't want to do anything. Yeah, they freeze. The banks are affecting the commercial real estate market in New York City much more dramatically than anything in the residential corridor. Okay, so let's talk about contract signs for the for Well, the closed quarter. sales. Oh, closed sales, excuse me. A lot of closed sales, just under 2,500 in Q1. It, we are down 38% from Q1 22, but that was coming off of that very strong year of, 20, of 2021. And then we're down 13% versus Q4 of 2022, which mainly has to do with seasonality. So again, our transaction time is... On average, 90 days to close. So the con- the the closed sales are always delayed a bit. So we see a lot of closed sales in Q4, and then as Q4 contract signs slow down because of Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, end of year, just sort of turmoil that comes about. We see the closed sales; those contract signs go down in Q4, and then uh, and th- which means the closed sales in Q1 go down. We saw 2,650 signed contracts for the first quarter in 2023, representing a decrease year over year, 34%, 
but an actual increase in contract signs first quarter of this year from fourth quarter of last year, 2022. So taking on the, the decrease in the, the volume year over year, we had an incredibly robust 2021 and first quarter 2022 was very strong given we had low interest rates in the marketplace and we had a Fed who was we had hot, super high inflation. Fed was starting to tighten the rates. So we saw a huge push of buyers in the first quarter of 2022, right? To jump in. To jump in. And then we had incre increase in interest rates throughout all of 2022. Now in 2023, we have rates at 6.38% or 6.4%. That's the new normal for buyers in this marketplace. So obviously, Buyers have, um, there's a nervousness in the marketplace. Some buyers are just priced out of the market, but then we have a stock market which is fluctuating, and we have Fed continuing to tighten, hopefully soon to stop, and so several headwinds in the marketplace accounting for lower contracts being signed. Fourth quarter of last year versus uh, first quarter of this year, we saw an actual retraction in the contract signs due to seasonality in January to mid-February of the first quarter versus last quarter. But we saw a huge push in terms of the spring market kicking in mid-February till the end of March, which accounted for us actually improving the numbers of contract signs by 12%. Yeah. We looked at Q1 numbers from 2019 to, uh, 2013 to 2019. The average number of contracts signed uh, total for those three months versus what we did in 2023. Um, and we're only down about just under 5%. Is it a significant difference? Yeah, there's that's that's a lot of contracts. Not as bad as one would necessarily expect. So the next stat that we always talk about is inventory. So we've already referenced it a couple times. Inventory is maintained its very low levels, just over 6,000 units on the market. I'm sure when we look at April stats, there will be a bump there. We start to see inventory starting in February, but February, March, April, May, we'll see more come on the market. And I'm hoping, I haven't seen it in our in my searches for buyers and such uh, to any significant degree. So what we've seen is a 3% increase versus Q1 of last year. So again, fairly flat and a 6% decline from Q4, which I find interesting. I think that is sellers coming in line. We talked about in our last quarterly podcast, we talked about the sting wearing off of interest rates, sellers starting to come to the realization that even though even though inventory has remained low, honestly, the, the one would naturally think, what? Oh, it's a seller's market. If inventory is low and there's barely anything to pick from, well, then I should be able to command a high price. It's not that that's not where the market is. And we talked about it previously, and we'll we'll reference it again in days on market. The ones that we're seeing trading are the very uber renovated apartments that are in have no big negatives to them. So they have generally uh, a, a general mass appeal and they still come on. It's still a price sensitive market. They come on in relation to the comps. So they, they, there's no like, oh, we're, we're going to price this, you know, 500 per square foot more than what the last guy got or woman got. But um, and those are the ones that are trading. And then sometimes what we're seeing is actually bidding wars to actually push up to that premium. The apartments which do need work 
are trading provided that they are really, really perceived value at a discount relative to the renovated homes. We're working on something right now and a really good value of these buyers that, that have seen the value, albeit it is a, a large renovation that they're going to have to undertake, but they will be there for the next 10 to 15 years of their lives. That is a really good apartment. So, but to your point, again, beautiful apartment that's very, very, very well-priced. Somebody will be able to jump in. And when I say very well-priced, even the, the well-priced apartments, we're negotiating on those apartments, yeah. you see? so It's still very much price-specific. We've had a few negotiations as of late where apartments have come on the market way too high, yes. and maybe even the seller got an, got an offer out of the gates, and now they're priced well below what that first offer was. So it goes back to the old adage we always tell our sellers, sometimes your best deal, your best number is first offer comes comes through the door that may be your your best offer you're going to get but that's a hard thing for a seller to to recognize but again just to the last point in terms of the inventory and I would venture to say when we do our second quarter podcast that we're going to see an increase in the inventory numbers I don't know how high and there's a part of me that hopes that it, it's not going to be dramatic increase nevertheless but we've had more apartments hit the hit the market I want to see a lot of inventory come on the market and all of that inventory be sold so I'd rather me the too. inventory numbers stay the same but we see a ton of we contract see. signed that's correct same with me <laughs> how's me that too. I could not agree <laughs> so with the last you statistic more. our favorite statistic is the, is days, the on days on market yeah so all of this leads to what I just mentioned in terms of sellers coming to the the reality that just because inventory is low it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a seller's market in every case so the statistics are we're up 20% days on market year over year and up 22% quarter over quarter 135 days I do believe that it well what they say in our in our Corcoran report is that that's driven actually by resale co-ops. Generally speaking, co-ops are primary users, co-ops have there's a more more of an emotional component around the co-ops. I think that's those co-op owners that have been on the market for a long time coming to that realization that hey if we want to sell, we've been trying, we want to sell, we're going to have to bring the price down. So it it really, and I just had a conversation with one of our sellers the other day, I said, it really boils down to your motivation to sell. The, we can't say whether in three months time from now, the market's going to, you know, come around and things are going to get better. And there's going to be, you know, some, some correction in, in the upward tick where you're going to see an apartment sell. But if, if you're really motivated to sell, the only way to do that is what? Drop your price. Drop your price. If you take the guidance of your real, trusted real estate advisor and you have the apartment in the condition that it should be in, whether that's staging it with your furniture, with new furniture, painting, getting everything there, and you're exposing it to the market in every possible way that it can be exposed, so the marketing is there, the last thing is the price. We're seeing the days on market that has increased, obviously, what I would say to any um, any seller on the market where <clears throat> the apartment has been on the market at the same price for over 90 days, really seriously consider a price reduction and not a very small price reduction, but something in order to generate 
a market response. Well, if anybody has any specific questions, because it is, we're, we're talking in generalizations, which is the only thing that we can do. We're, we're speaking of a market at a, as a whole, and it, there's so many different caveats to the location of the apartment, et cetera, and uh, that drives specific data. So, but if you have any specific questions, want to talk about your apartment in specific, reach out to us. We're happy to talk. We're happy to come see. We're happy to dialogue. So uh, in the meantime, John, good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. And we will see everybody next next month, actually in probably just a few weeks, because we're a little bit we were a little bit delayed getting our quarterly stats this this uh, this quarter. But in the meantime, stay happy, stay healthy, and mostly remain in gratitude. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching or listening to the Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, gestaskyconlinteam.com. Or you can find us on all social media with the handle at Gustaska Team. If this show was helpful, entertaining, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.